Hey guys, it's Robert Gardner with the Robert Gardner Wellness Podcast. I believe this time we will have audio. Yes, <laughs> a necessary part of a podcast is having audio, which I completely wasted Jennifer Brooks' time because we had lovely video. And if you could read lips, it would have been wonderful, but <laughs> I had to do this again. Jennifer, can you tell them a little bit about you and your practice and like where you're located? I am located in Yelm, Washington, which is a tiny little corner between Olympia and Seattle. For most people know where Seattle is. I'm about an hour and a half south. I've been running my business here in Yelm for about two and a half years. It started out with two clients, and now I'm running at about 300 clients, fully booked out about two to three weeks in advance just it's a constant hustle hustling yeah. every day how are you handling you have kids so how are you handling like that i i don't like the word work-life balance but the phrase <laughs> but like how are you handling that that really can get tricky sometimes but so my boys are almost four and one and a half when um, my youngest one was born I just put him in a baby wrap and wore him while I was massaging. So I didn't miss out on massage time with my clients. Uh, now they go to daycare two to three days a week. And that gives me time to have longer hours in the office yeah. and be able to do admin work. The stupid little stuff behind the scenes that yeah. takes, you know, quiet in time. Yeah. When I talk to therapists and I'm like, what are, you, what are you doing? Why are you not working enough on your business? And I'm like, Robert, they have kids. <laughs> like in my free time, I drink. <laughs> like, like I don't have this. I mean, I have a business, but I don't have that yeah. same, like kids are just a huge drain on, on resources. You know, they're wonderful in yeah. their own way, but it just takes more time. So it does. I always wonder how female colleagues are like working on that and like the balance. I see a little bit with some of the students too. They sometimes have partners who are weird about them not having set hours or they work for themselves and don't really understand somebody who's not an employee. Yeah. Luckily for me, my partner is also a massage therapist. So he understands how that side of stuff goes. He's also very involved with the kids. So if I'm like, I need to be doing this thing right now and I can't give my attention to the boys, he's got them and he's, you know, entertaining them. And the same for him. If he's like, I need to be doing this thing right now. Then I've scooped up the boys and we're doing something. And then I have teenage daughters who I can be like, Hey, we need to be able to get some stuff done and I, we need to do it together. We can't manage the boys while we're trying to do this. And they watch the boys. Yeah. So I've got a good team in place that the kids don't generally cause too much interference with the business. Sometimes they've had to come to the office with me, but so many of my clients are parents too, yeah. that yeah. they understand. Yeah. Work works out. They don't, they don't fight where you're, you're set up or how things are going. It sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. We, so it's interesting cause we're doing a second podcast, but it's really a first one to the audience. It sounded like based on the conversations we had had, your, your practice is about, is it like 50, 50 kind of mat and table at this point? It's 50, 50 right now. Yeah. Yeah. And then how do you, so how has that transition been? And then are you trying to transition to just mat based? 
So I really thought initially, like when we had the first podcast, I hadn't started the transition yet. And I was really fearful of how new and current clients would take being put on the mat. And I wasn't sure how I was going to, like, I initially thought was, I'm just going to cold turkey, the table disappears and everybody gets on the mat. I don't care. But after talking to you, you're like, no, 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 no. Let Don't get rid of your your money stream. People are coming to you for the table, you know, work on moving them from that to the mat. And I was like, oh yeah, that's, that's probably smart. Then I'm not at risk of, you know, somebody saying, well, that's not what I want. And you didn't give me a choice. So I'm out of here. Yeah. So after that podcast, I really started talking it up. And as clients were coming in and, you know, for whatever issue it was, I was like, oh, well, how about instead of me leaving the room and you getting undressed, how about just go ahead and take your shoes off and get on the table and let's try this. And then after the session, we would have the, the post-session talk and we're like, so what did you think of the session today? Do you feel like it was more beneficial to you? Do you feel different? Like, how is it going? And most of them were saying, yeah, I can feel like that really targeted what was going on i am moving better and i'm not greasy yeah <laughs> and so one of the clients that did that they've been seeing me for a while and we did that session and two days later his wife contacted me and said i want to come in book me for the next two appointments yeah so it's definitely doing that transition with having them try it on the table. And then, you know, if we, you know, if you really liked what we did on the table, there's so much more I can do if I put you on the mat. Yeah. Let's try the mat next time. And they're like, yeah, let's do it. And now that they've been on the mat, they don't want to go back to the table. Yeah. It, it's interesting to me to see, like, sometimes I have ideas and I, they're kind of harebrained and like, when people see success in my business, it's like, no, 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 no. This is just the stuff that worked. <laughs> you don't see all the, the harebrained ideas I had that came right. to no fruition or you tried it and then went, no, wait, 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 that doesn't, that doesn't work. That doesn't work. It's interesting for me to see students do things and then see what works and the sort of repeatable pattern. Because yeah. one of the things I've noticed with our private subscribers group is the students are like building each other up. They're, they're posting photos. Like somebody bought a, a microphone uh, today or, or they showed photos of it and people yeah. are like, woo, you know, it's interesting to see this sort of group camaraderie build because that was one of the things here in Austin that frankly, I just have not been able to do. There's yeah. no mat based facility. Yeah. So the students were like, I wouldn't hire them and open a place. So it was kind of amorphous and murky. But having an online group where students are encouraging each other and, you know, they don't understand, but they're giving me information about packaging and marketing because yeah. I see the same thing again and again. I used to kind of, I had a little bit of disdain for the table as a, like another impediment, a series of like, physical limitations but yeah. the way that i teach the table now is the beginning of the curriculum it's like you don't have to change anything you don't have to if i try to get the student to shift from the mat to the table there's this like 
you know, well, I, I learned, you know, this in school and I'm like, I'm not, I'm not getting rid of your table. Just <laughs> come on. And what yeah. would happen is if I work with them on the table, the table expands to the point where the physical structure starts to break down. They would start to get on the table. And that's when I'd say in a class, and I always, always did this. This is a common thing. If you watch the, the table time massage videos across my classes in the vault, is I wait during the table class. And this is the only table. There is no mat. This is the only table. They start getting on the table, and then I walk around and I go, you're doing mat work, you're doing mat work, <laughs> you're doing mat work. And then they go, oh. Because no matter how many times I tell them verbally, it doesn't, it doesn't click until they get a chance to work, do the work and feel it. Yeah. And the, the tie table stuff, it's great for that initial introduction. Me personally, I found it, I find it really limiting. Why? Well, one, I have a really small room, so that impacts my ability to move around. But yeah, when I have a larger person on the table and I'm trying to work on them, there's nowhere for them to go. Our, our range of motion is, it's limited to what the table can hold with them. And, you know, even if they're sidelined, if I'm trying to sit on the table, if they're a larger person, there isn't room for me yeah. on the table. And then I'm having to rearrange my own body mechanics and posture to accommodate that where when they're on the mat, I've got so much more space and I'm not worried about them falling. They're not worried about them falling. Yeah. Well, I, I think fundamentally what happens is therapists feel kind of, I think they feel kind of attacked by the mat initially. Like, you know, I feel very comfortable in this current platform and then he's just trying to get rid of this. <laughs> and that's not really what's going on. In fact, I think you don't really understand what I'm teaching unless you can do both well. Yeah. Like I can do the same stuff mostly on a table. It just culturally and biomechanically, it starts to like change the parameters of, of what we're doing. And right. for me, what happened was when I went wild and crazy and it was like, Matt, two hours is how I started. Matt, I'm crazy. There's no table on my menu of services. Like this is it. Yeah, I didn't draw a lot of clients, but I drew clients who wanted that specifically. And then it yeah. continued to grow and therapists still are sort of confused by that. It's such a weird niche practice. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like even the students, when I work with them, they're kind of like, man, I live in Oklahoma in some area. Like, how do I, you know, how do I get people to do this? And I'm like, yeah, give it away. Yeah. And, like, and I did that. Yeah. So, and I live in a really small town. There's less than 10,000 people here. And that's what I did. So initially I started out advertising 90 minute sessions, half price with the ability to record the session. And then I had issues with my phone, not having enough memory to record the full session. So I've been <laughs> fighting with, I've been fighting with that <laughs> and trying to actually get them uploaded off my phone. I think I finally got it figured out, but it's, it's still a slow process. And then after I did that, I had those initial, I think six people come in. Then I started doing the free 30 minutes. 
and I limited it to how many people could come in for that because I didn't want to be just throwing away a ton of free spots and not having money coming in. This is, you know, how I pay my bills. So when I did that, the free 30 minutes at first, so I have somebody that helps do my social media and I was telling them about doing this special. And I was like, but I guarantee nobody's going to take it. Hmm. And he's like, what? But it's free. I was like, yeah, I know it's free. But people are weird about free stuff like this. And in general, they won't, they won't take it up. So we, we posted it and no hits a week later, we reposted it. And something about that particular week or the timing or how we worded it, all of a sudden I had those text messages and phone calls coming in, people wanting to book that, that free 30 minute session. And I did, I had it, I had like four weeks of doing, I think I did three, three to four each week of these free sessions. And so now I just had my first client yesterday who saw my advertisement for doing the mat work in one of our local Facebook groups. And she's like, well, that, that sounds different. I like to try different. And I've tried everything else for this issue that I've got happening. So why not try this? And she left, she's like, that was, that was amazing. That's what I need. Yeah. 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 The clients that I've had that they announced, this is my massage. This is, this is the therapist I'm going to work with. This is the massage for me. That sort of language. When, when I accepted the work on its own terms and stopped trying to compete with massage, the whole business changed. When I started focusing on, well, what is this? And this is what it is. And this is what it's good for. And this is how it's delivered. And this is why you want it. Yeah. Once I sold it to them, not everybody. I mean, some people just wanted a relaxation session that was F garage or Swedish based, but the the people who liked it were like, dude, this is amazing. Like where, where, what is this? Where did you learn it? Like this? I've never had anything like this before. Yeah. That, you know, that got over my lack of personality and looks (laughs) (laughs) like, People kept coming in, sending their friends. Like, they're like, no, 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 no. Robert doesn't do massage. You have to go get a session of this. Yeah. 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 And I'm changing even how I interact with people when they are contacting me for a massage now. So my main source of communication with clients is text messaging. It's quick. It's easy. And I can do it while I'm, you know, playing with my kids. So now when somebody says, hey, I'm looking to book a massage, I say, do you want relaxation or treatment work? Mm. So if they want relaxation, it's going to be several weeks before they can get it. Yeah. <laughs> like, because I don't, I don't, that's never been what I wanted to do in my business. They say treatment work. I'm like, great. I can get you in on this day at this time, come dressed in comfortable to move in clothes. I don't even mention the mat. So once they're here, then they're going, you know, then they'll be experiencing what that is. And I mean, I do kind of explain, do I? I'd have to go back and look at my text message. I do think well, I it just also have... depends on where they're finding you. Are they finding you online? 
They're, so they're either finding me through Google, which has now been switched over to the, the new business name and information, yeah. or they're finding me it in is, the It is called Facebook Matt group. Magic. <laughs> it's called Matt Magic, yes. yes. <laughs> and I know there, there's some people that had a little, don't use magic in your name, but for me, it works. The clients that come in and see me, generally they walk out saying, that was magic or you've got magic hands magic has always been a part of my business so putting that in my business name really just kind of worked and i've gotten some really good feedback here from it so yeah they're finding me through google or they're finding me through our local facebook group or word of mouth and word of mouth really is kind of my big is the biggest small town yeah yeah i think that notion of uh word of mouth what I notice is sometimes people think it's somehow contrary to like the digital stuff I, I bring up all the time. And really what this is, is it's boosting a digital word of mouth. It's mm-hmm. not just what the client says when they're like, oh, the session's magic. The, the real stuff happens when you've recorded the session, the client says that, you give me the video and I clip that portion, and yeah. now that goes on your social media. Because... If they know Tiffany and they see that, yeah, that's like what we say about her work isn't that important. What the clients say is everything. And yeah. that sort of testimonial review, quick Instagram video or Instagram story actually does go a long way. Yeah. It's not competing with a brick and mortar like individual connection. Sometimes I see that with therapists. They want to they outsource their social media. And I'm like... Why do you want to outsource connection? And they're like, oh, but I, I work on people in person. And it seems like a whole lot of, and I'm like, a whole lot of digital exposure to a global marketplace <laughs> who's never seen what you're doing? Right. Yeah. Now, for me, initially, when I outsourced my social media, and it's with a client of mine, so they do know my work very well, because I have you know, I'm running the business. I'm taking care of the boys. I've got teenagers. I'm running a household. Like I've got all of this stuff that I'm doing. And this is just like one less thing that I have to worry about, but we will text each other and be like, okay, what do you want to focus on, on today's post? And I'll say, this is, you know, what I'm thinking of, or I have a whole list of social media content that we call the shit vault. (laughs) And he can just pull something out of there if I don't have anything in particular that I want to post. And then we'll rewrite some of the stuff so it does sound more like it's coming from me versus, you know, being written by him or being written by some social media content creator. As I'm getting the videos, I will start taking over more because it's just, that's too much to like try and send him the videos and say, hey, post this with this. And, you know, I'll slowly be taking back control of my social media but for now it's just easier to just throw it at somebody else yeah, a lot a lot of factors so for you this is what i'm wondering you continue building your private practice you've brought your husband i think on board inside the yeah. business um, is he working currently so he left his job three four weeks ago He's been wanting to go out on his own, you know, start his own business. And he's got other things uh, aside from massage that he likes to do. 
And initially it was, he was going to try and create his own business here in my office. And then a couple of nights ago, he goes, you know, it just makes more sense to join you. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, it does. And it'll be a lot easier if we are working together as one business versus two separate businesses. And so then we made that announcement Sunday evening. I posted about it Monday in our local group. Because Monday is, they call it Business Monday, where you can post about stuff going on in your business. And two hours later, our local newspaper contacted me and said, we want to do a news article on you. You expanding your business, bringing your partner in, being available seven, seven days a week. And I was like, holy crap. Like this all just started like that snowball effect of everything that I've been working towards is finally starting to really like come to fruition. It's been interesting. <laughs> when, when you're booked out, let's say you double your client base, you're, you're booked out a month. What's, what's the next step? I honestly have no idea do you want to teach i've considered it we have me and my partner both have talked about doing like teaching ce classes we're looking at a space next door actually that just came available and would have the space for us to do ce classes along with other movement type practices however there's some weird stuff happening where like it's they have two spaces that are available a bigger space and a smaller space and they won't rent the smaller space unless the bigger space gets rented first so we're just kind of like sitting here on our hands waiting for the bigger spots to be rented so we can get the smaller space but yeah i i would like to start teaching so, i would like to have more people around that are doing what i'm doing yeah how how do you feel about and i always ask students about this i don't have any judgment about your answer by the way are you interested in being certified and whatever the trademark name becomes and then going through like a teacher training to sort of teach under under my moniker so my feelings about certification have always kind of been certification doesn't equal qualification I agree with that. <laughs> but um, some people do want to see that you've had that training. You've got that certification. I've honestly never had anybody ask me, like when I was a personal trainer, and when I was doing fitness nutrition, yeah. nobody asked. They didn't care. I think it's probably more of a, I don't know how to word that. Brand. Some people really, really want that, that name Brand. and that certification. Yes, I would like to... So the Work difference under is, you, and you can go teach your own CE classes. Yeah. And they can be on whatever topic you want, and you can structure it and make your own curriculum mm -hmm. or whatever. And that doesn't mean you can't also work with me. Right. On, a, on whatever brand I've got and whatever moniker. It doesn't mean you can't do your own movement-based classes or whatever. It's just trying to find out from students, because for me, I am actually... A little bit more like you when it comes to certification. That concept in our industry is exceedingly misunderstood. It really and is. I consistently talk about brand. 
brand, yeah. brand, brand. And they're like, what do you mean? And I'm like, listen, I'm going to make the CrossFit of the massage industry. I'm right. going to make something that people want so bad that like, clients are just going to roll in because they're looking for the brand name. Yeah. And they're like, what? And I'm like, listen, it's never been done. The massage industry doesn't have a lot of brands. In fact, massage therapists are just using certification to get a brand name to be able to impress other massage therapists. Yes. Yeah. I, de- I know for sure, definitely, that I want to work under your umbrella. Yeah. You were that, like, I've been following you for several years now, and I like what you do. I like how you do it. And that has greatly impacted my business. And I have seen the changes happening in the Reboot Club, where when I joined, I think two years ago, there weren't a lot of posts. It was it was very scattered. And here were, I would say, just the last few months, really, yep. I've seen it just kind of exploding. The live streams. Yeah. The, the live stream classes. Like I said, I mean... When we, when we got this podcast set up, I'm like, hold on, I got to press buttons and how does this work? And, you know, the students only see what works. Right. They only see like the, the pile of failure I'm standing on. <laughs> so the live streams, you know, were a manifestation of the way that the technology was going. I was already online when COVID hit, but because of the nature of like clients go away and in-person classes go away, I had more time to sit down and do this, which is all the yeah. the tech components. Just more, 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 more. Right. And what I was starting to understand was the students, I thought they were going into our subscribers vault, putting it on a big screen, watching videos and emulating what I was doing. They were just watching videos periodically. And I'm like, okay, like essentially what I'm doing is I'm hand-holding. Mm-hmm. Now, there was this theme, by the way, where I had two different things going on. I had people going, scale it digitally, scale it globally, scale it globally. And what that means is, in their world, is it doesn't matter if it's personal. Just run ads and, and scale a digital widget, you know, worldwide. Mm-hmm. And I'm like... Okay. I mean, yes, there is a piece of running ads and scaling something online. Yeah. What they were missing was the reason we were making money is because they can continue to foster relationships with students, give them more access and information. A student was saying they couldn't sit in hero's pose. They were having issues with their knees. And I said, great, come on with me live. I'm going to run four camera angles. I'm going to, I'm going to work with, I want to see you just like we're doing this podcast. I want to see you so I can give you pointers. And she backed up and went, Robert, I am not interested in that. However, I want you to understand that there is no educator in our industry who would remotely just offer for free what you just offered. And that's why I continue to study with you. And the thing is, that's where the income comes from. That's the actual business is Okay, yeah, run ads and scale globally, but, like, can you build an audience and, like, build them up? It mm-hmm. doesn't matter if they've been subscribed for two years. You have to continue nurturing them, giving them infrastructure, information, materials, 
the live stream is where to me it all came together like at first yeah. i was discussing it as an online class and now i've started to call it a hybrid it's a it's a hybrid class it's a ce party <laughs> continuing education party hashtag yeah. ce party and people go i don't understand and i go you pay for the live stream and you can have as many people as you want join in with you and they're like oh they don't have to pay and i go no not unless they want ce credit yeah and they're like oh but and i'm like listen you're getting hands-on feedback from other therapists that you work with or the public or your partner or whoever yep and you can i can answer your your questions either via phone or text live yeah and that's been amazing because like you have to understand that's a new concept that doesn't currently exist in our industry i created it we're having problems selling it because I literally can't convey the information fast enough for them to understand. When uh, we just had this last class and there was this thing I was doing and I'm running four camera angles. So when they can't see something, I can see what's being presented and then go, yeah. uh, nah, this camera angle looks a little better. Right. And I was showing something and then I, I flipped because the student messaged me and said, hey, I, I can't quite see what, what's going on there. And then two minutes later, I get a text and she's like, that was perfect. You completely like flip the angle to show me exactly. And, and because right. it's in real time, it changes their, their notion. Like the stuff I see right now, that's been like just chapping my ass is, is educators and school owners blocking online education. Yeah. Like, I mean, I just sit there and I'm like, guys, it's the internet and you are going to lose. Your I, failed so business many, model. There's so many online CE classes. And e I mean, even before COVID, there were online CE classes. Now it's, it's you know, expanded, obviously, but none of them are doing live. I, there might be a couple, but not in the way that you're doing it. No, we are. It's completely different. I am. am so far ahead, I can't figure out how to convey it. And I just go, Robert, continue to advertise and continue to nurture the audience. Yeah. Continue to build. And eventually enough people will get it that it will continue to grow. I mean, when we did the subscription service, it took a year or two before people stopped asking, I don't understand what's a subscription. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, when you're ahead, you have to use audio, video, AV to try to convey information. When I take a clip, like I did a consult, and I'm completely excited about this. You know, I did a consult, Stefan is in Houston. He needed some help. He was having issues with his shoulder. Mm -hmm. So I go- Yeah, I've watched those. You know, Stefan, just like, come on and I'll work with you. And it's like, you can see Stefan looking at his phone and then going, whoa like yeah. he never asks how did he do that <laughs> all he knows is like there's a video feed i'm flipping camera angles and then i'm like oh here's your infraspinatus <laughs> here's your here's your terry's major and minor you know yeah. and he's just like whoa but when i take a clip of that and then upload it to social media that's the sort of re-engineering their brain for what they think is actually possible because yeah. this is where the industry is going. This is where the students are going. And it's hilarious to me because I, I go to the subscribers group and go, Hey guys, 
I can show you how to make $100 an hour doing online consults. And they're like, no comment. Because it's so far out, like, they're just starting. I mean, I saw it, like, when somebody posted <laughs> when somebody posted the microphone, I just kind of giggled. I'm like, here it goes. Because <laughs> once, once enough students are doing it and they see students winning, they're going to want to yeah. emulate those behaviors. Yeah. yeah. And I'm really kind of hoping that's what happens here is that the other therapists are going to start seeing what I'm doing and how that's working and they're going to want to join. And then I can finally get some work done on myself. It, it, it will bifurcate. Are you ready? So your, your clients are going to love it and your practice is going to grow. And then massage therapists are going to do this. Yeah. I love what she's doing. I hate her. I love what she's doing. I hate her. And, and oh, I'm, sh I'm sure there's already hate because, okay, so there's, there's, oh, 10, <laughs> 10, 12 therapists in this town. Most of them take insurance or oh, they work right, for Washington. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They either take insurance or they work for somebody else. There's very few cash-based only massage therapists. I am one of those. I think there's... Uh, there might be three of us that are cash-based only. I charge the most and I am consistently booked out where they're, they're not. And they're charging a lower rate. They're charging, you know, like 65 an hour and I charge 80 an hour. They're probably, they're, they're going. Why, why is everyone going to her when she charges more and she's got this long wait list? Even my best friend, she's like, I love you and I love seeing that you're successful, but I can't help but go, why isn't that happening for me? You know, why, why am I working so hard and not getting anywhere? She was taking insurance. Clients don't value you when they're getting a free or $10 massage. Where, and I mean, too, she was also like her cash base was 65 too. I was like, I refuse to take insurance. So the people that come to see me are coming to see me because of my work. And what I charge, that shows that I value my work. I value my time and therefore they value my work and my time. It was simple. <laughs> so yeah, I already see some of that, even just coming from my best friend, that little bit of disdain and, and hate towards what I'm doing. And so well, I imagine. So you said this is a friend, right? Yeah. So why do they have like ill feelings about you doing what you like and being successful? She, well, she doesn't see the hard work behind the scenes. What she saw was my exploding success. Yeah. From scratch, where she went and bought a business from another massage therapist. And it had been nothing but trouble from the moment she took over. Even before she took over, it was, you know, dealing with the insurance companies, dealing with all of that stuff that happens with the clients not respecting her time and just, it, it was, it didn't come easy and it didn't come easy for me either. It might, it looks like that on the outside, but it wasn't that easy, but I have that, I've got clients that I've been seeing the whole time I've been open and I have that rebooking you know, consistency with my clients that she wasn't having. Can I tell her what she was doing wrong? No, because I have no idea. Yeah, I mean, 
One of the things that's been most perplexing to me uh, working with therapists over the years, and this has been most of my career, is the lack of group camaraderie where we all build together. Yeah. Where that therapist would come to you and ask some, you know, hey, how are you making this work and what am I doing wrong? Like, yeah. That willingness to be able to work together to collaborate and knowing that collaboration was bigger than competition. I go over this regularly with our my apprentices and teaching assistants and stuff here locally as we we see map-based stuff starting to bubble. There's other teachers in Texas now, there's you know stuff and they're like, oh, you know, competition. And I'm like, map-based is less than 1% of the marketplace. Yeah. Like, no, let these people build successful businesses teaching let them feel like their competition and watch the entire marketplace grow, develop and evolve. Because yeah. now, you know, years from now they go, Robert was a genius. It's like, no, I'm just an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> but I was an asshole with vision. <laughs> it's, it's not just about me teaching. If anything, if you have a hundred, 200, a thousand different teachers across the U S mat based work continues to, to grow. It becomes a larger, like just Facebook groups, they talk about time massage regularly now. Yeah, three or four years ago, mm -mm, they didn't talk about time massage at all. It was it wasn't yeah. even a like it wasn't esteemed for sure. I think the with having all these stretch therapy clinics businesses pop up, that's definitely, and I'm seeing that a lot more too. I think that's brought in more of that interest because it's that big the big brand huge marketing that they're and doing the therapists that think they don't respond to brand now go i want a stretch service and i go hey why do you want a stretch service and not time massage and they're like well time massage just isn't my style <laughs> and i'm like and have you ever had a session? And they're like, no. Yeah. And it's like, no, it's because they're, they're thinking of it as this, this Asian thing. It's got a, it's bamboo and whatever the Buddha or whatever they think it is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I had no idea what Thai massage was when I started following you and watching what you were doing. And I have watched some like traditional Thai massage stuff now. And I look at it and I go, yeah, I can see why people would think that's, that's not for them. And having had clients that have had a traditional Thai massage in Thailand, you know, when I was calling it Thai massage previously, they wouldn't try it because they had had that traditional experience and it was painful. It didn't, you know, actually go like take care of the problems they were having. It was just, you know, you went through that whole, what is that called? Sequence. And it hurt. It was fast and didn't accomplish anything for them. So they didn't want to try what I was calling Thai massage. Yeah. I stopped calling it Thai massage and called it mat based therapy. And now they want to try it. And they've come in and said, oh, is this like Thai? Because you're kind of moving me in some of these things. I was like, yes, it's based on Thai massage, but I put my own uh, work into it. Like, I do it how I feel, Just, following instinct and we, whatnot. We lost the trademark for Reboot, and that's been the, one of the weirder things that's happened in my business. 
So it was a reboot. It was a reboot. Now, some yeah. lady in Washington State, by the way, got the trademark for reboot like two weeks before we did. What? So they declined my trademark. It's just a brand name, right? Yeah. So a lot of people I work with were like, oh, they were totally just downtrodden. Like, I liked reboot, you know. Yeah. And I go, well, pick a new name. And they're like, oh, yeah. but <laughs> I don't like, you know, making up a word or whatever. And I'm like, it's a brand. Yeah. And I struggled with that too. I was like, what am I, what do I call this? How do I describe it? What words and do that, I have for it? That issue. That's the thing. This, whatever's going on in my weird convoluted brain and <laughs> in my information crossing the corpus callosum <laughs> and whatever, it's like the brand part. If I can give the student a brand and help support them, the students yeah. just don't, they don't, they don't, they don't understand yet. They, they think they know what's going on. And it's like, listen, you work with me, you get certified, you say you want to teach, we put you through a teacher training program, and then guess who's editing your videos? Guess who's helping, behind, guess who's helping <laughs> behind the scenes and like shoving? Because like yeah. your, your success is my success. Right. Like people will listen when this asshole isn't the face of the brand. When I show you, they'll be like, ooh, like I, I want to do this. And that thing is, it's the same thing you've seen with the success of Stretch Lab and Stretch Zone. No therapists were interested in the work yeah. until those businesses started doing it successfully. And then yeah. when those businesses started doing it successfully, then they... Now they want it. And the thing they is... The, the larger larger our group grows and the more the brand name grows long-term, more people will copy it. I tell the students locally, they're like, oh, you know, aren't you worried about competition? And I'm like, no. So Community bet over between, competition. Between Andrea, Kristen, and I, we have a 1.6 million population in the greater Austin area who has no idea what the hell time massage or mat work is. There is no competition. Yeah. And I feel that way even with 10,000 people, you know, I don't feel like there's competition. I have a massage therapist in this building that I rent my office from a couple doors down. I don't feel like we are competing with each other. She has her style and she takes all insurance and I have my style and I don't take insurance. We are two different therapists. Yeah. Yeah. Especially network. Once, if you, if you push Matt, there is no competition. Like, yeah, no one else is doing it over here. Oh, no, dude. No. So I've been teaching in Austin for over 10 years and there's nobody doing it. <laughs> yeah. But hopefully once they start seeing this and seeing how um, easy it is on their body and how effective it is for their clients, they're going to want to start learning this too. That's my hope. Yeah. I mean, right now there's a, I had a colleague, she brought some students down. She was teaching at a class in Dallas. And then she's like, Hey, would you, would you come to the school? And I go, okay, like, I'm totally happy to just have them contact me, tell me percentages or whatever. And then they're like, we want 50%. And I'm like, yeah, that doesn't work for me anymore. I'm, you know, and the thing is, this is business as usual pre COVID. And I'm like, yo yeah. bro, I got four camera angles and I teach globally in international waters. 
And they're like, but that's not, people can't learn online. And I'm like, okay. I mean, if you think so, <laughs> I've been teaching online successfully for three years and it just keeps getting better with every stream. Yeah. And they're like, what, what, but, but, and I'm like, we got new shit now. <laughs> but the thing is, it's like, there's a, there's a piece, like I've got people sometimes they want me to write articles for massage magazine, or they want me to write articles for the ABMP. They, they want me to go to the legislature and influence regulation. They, and I'm like, what? no, like, dude, I am basically, yeah. Okay. Get a trademark. I understand law, but I'm basically an anarchist. I'm mm -hmm. like, watch this. And they go, well, TikTok is trash. And I'm like, yes, it's trash that get me 800,000 views on a seven second video. Like, yeah. Okay. I mean, you could fight the internet all you want and you're going to lose. It, there's no it skin off my, my back. Like I'm going to keep uh, growing yeah. and teaching. I, yeah, can, that's I, continue, I continue to serve students needs and you can see the students go, but I don't, I don't understand. How are you like? how are you continuing to give us stuff when we're only paying seven bucks? And I go, Oh, you think it's good now? Just wait. Like I'm looking, I, I told somebody that our infrastructure is broken. Like uh, this is happening for Kristen too now because I've set her up with multicam. Mm -hmm. uh, she's running from three different camera angles now. And she's going, Oh, we can only run from one camera. This is horrible. <laughs> Most of the recordings in the vault are from one camera angle. Now yeah. I'm running four camera angles and anatomy on screen just by flipping buttons. And I'm like, my capacity for educational information and production has completely outstripped the way that massage therapists would consume information. Yeah. I go, okay, listen, let's do this. I'll stream live two hours a day, five days a week, 52 weeks a year. That'll be 520 hours of new footage every year. And they go, Wait, what? And I go, let's do 10 hours of live training every week. And they're like, but I, I mean, I don't know. Do I get CE credit? <laughs> <laughs> and why do you roll your, why do you roll your eyes? Oh God, <laughs> because I don't care about CE credit. Yeah. I care about learning what is going to work for me and help me help my clients. I don't, I don't. <laughs> I don't I see the students. Students are very tied. They're very tied to, I got approval and I got, no, I, I'm certified. I got CE credit. They're very <laughs> yeah, tied I don't, to that. I don't care. I can go take any BS CE course for super cheap and get the requirements that I need for my license. I don't care about that shit. I'm going after stuff that I can learn that's beneficial to me. And, and that, so many, so many of the CE classes aren't beneficial to me. They're just not, they're not what I'm, I'm after. So I just, you know, breeze through them, get what I need and then do my serious continuing education, regardless of CE credits. Hmm. Yeah. It, it's, I don't know. I mean, in the end, again, like, do I advertise? Yes. Do I like continue to nurture the audience and build? Yes. And then I just don't worry about it too much. Like yeah. I had somebody write me and they're like, how are you doing this? And how are you doing that? And I literally, these are clickable links. I was like, 
here's the cameras I bought, here's the software I'm using, here's the post-production of software, video editing, here's, I mean, I literally sent clickable links for like 15 minutes. <laughs> and I said, mm, that might take you a year. <laughs> like, I, because that's what I did during COVID. Everybody else yeah. was, you know, I'm not saying, I'm not criticizing people. I'm just saying part of my business was already online and I just continued to hammer away at it. You know, you, yeah. Yeah, and this will probably be a successful podcast. We'll probably have both video and audio on this one. That's a wonderful Yay! thing. <laughs> but it's like me pushing buttons. Like, I did, I was literally like, why is it not? God damn it. Why? And I'm like, drop down, mint, click. Oh, wow. There you go. <laughs> That's yeah, and awesome. I was having, like, the same issues. I couldn't get Zoom to work on my phone no matter what I did. And I said, fuck it. I'll just use my laptop. 80% 80, 80 is good enough. Like, they keep asking, like, what, what camera do I use? And I go, listen, this thing is better. This is an S9 Plus Android. This is better than the flip cam I started making videos with. And when they don't believe me, I go and grab that first YouTube video and go, look at how horrible this was. It's like, <laughs> but it worked. <laughs> yep. So with your practice, one of the things I think about with uh, like the brand I'm trying to build is there's a lifestyle brand. That's, I think that's really what I'm going for. Like, yeah. there's a, a lifestyle brand, and I'm trying to figure out, like, what, you know, like the imagery that I'm feeding therapists about. What is this lifestyle brand? And I go, okay, Thai fisherman pants, sitting in a hammock, hanging out at the beach, your cryptocurrency and Bitcoin platforms are growing exponentially. You're, you're, you're investing for retirement. You're, you're, yes. you're debt free. Like, and I'm serious. Like when I think of a, the brand, like I'm trying to think of that lifestyle brand. Like, what is it for you? Like what kind of lifestyle, let's say five, 10 years from now, what kind of lifestyle do you really want to have? Like, what is, what does your life look like? Including your husband, your kids, like what, what does that look like? So my, like my big ultimate or our big ultimate penultimate dream is that eventually we have 20 some acres of land and we're actually hosting like those getaway retreats for movement, massage, whatever. Like we've got the yurt set up on the property and oh, we you don't. Went, you went full hippie. Once you get to I architecture and yurt. Once you get to a yurt, it's all over. <laughs> I mean, I live in Washington. This is the home of Pacific Yurts. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, but that's, you know, like we, for us, that's like, okay, we no longer have to rent office space or we no longer have to find locations for teaching the things we want to teach or doing the things we want to do. We're not out searching for, clients or whatever they are coming to us they are searching us out and they are coming to what we are offering and that's kind of like where we want to take this and just you know have our little mini farm and get away what is like so long term you work because you want to work not because you have to yes and then how many hours a week just the work, the office, the work, like, what is, is that 20 hours, like, long-term? I don't even want to work that many hours in yeah. the office. I don't work that much in the office now. I do. When I say the office, what I mean is work. 
not um, like not the fun stuff you do. Like how many hours a week? Like other people work 40, 60 hours a week. How many hours do you really want to work as you're working towards like retirement? Right. Um, you know, 20 is probably a reasonable goal. Yeah. I don't like office hours. I think I'm putting in like 12, 12 to 13 office hours. I wouldn't even be able to start calculating all of the the time at home that I'm still working. Yeah. You know, it's it's probably 20 hours. That's good. I'm good with that. Yeah, give or take. Yeah. I mean, I I wonder about that thing. People ask me like how many hours a week and I'm like, 80? (laughs) And they're like, I'm like, no, 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 not in session. That's like not in session, but like when you take into consideration sessions, classes, training, infrastructure, software, pod, like all the stuff, then it's yeah. 80. Like, cause yeah. even when I'm not working, my brain is still like, what, how do we my brain's do still working even when I'm not working. Yeah. yeah. Thank, thank God my, my friends take phone calls. Cause like I need way more counseling than I can afford. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So let's see what else is uh going on for you are you having uh any problems in the business that i might be able to help with like is there stuff that's like challenging for you well really the only the biggest challenge i have is is the um technology (laughs) so what about what about tech what's the problem well i run iphone and and of course being out in hicksville nowhere town We don't have good internet. So getting the stuff to upload from my phone onto Google Drive or Dropbox or or iCloud has been the most insane challenge. I tried to do the iCloud things. I don't have a a Mac computer. I have a regular PC, which doesn't really work well with an iPhone. Okay, so the the iPhone is just to right now to record. Yeah, uh, I think you said uh, you also have a DSLR, like a camera. I have a DSLR that I need to like actually pull out and start okay. playing with. So whatever the DSLR is, go to YouTube, type in whatever you know camera it is name, and yeah. like tutorial, and yeah. find some nineteen-year-old kid who's going to walk you through <laughs> like changing settings or whatever. Uh, right. DSLR is going to help because you probably got like an SD card. Yeah. Uh, to be able to record to. So it's got more, more storage space. It's got this. more storage space. Yeah. yeah. So I think the iPhone is for short videos. The DSLR is for longer stuff. And yeah. if you need some additional help, I can help with some of that, depending on what you're trying to do. You've already got a DSLR. I think the next thing is you got to get a microphone. Microphone. Yeah. The, the lav mic is almost more important than the video. The video you get from your iPhone is is perfect, you know, to get started at least. Yeah. Yeah. I think once I get, I've got some good video on there. Some of the things that are definitely a hindrance I'm finding is my space is so small that I, I don't have a lot of place that I can set the cameras where you can actually get a good angle. I feel like I'm constantly fighting with the tripod and moving it around, trying to find like especially when I'm moving around the client and working on different things that I'm I'm playing with that so much that it's taking away from my session. Yeah. So now I'm trying to like figure out maybe 
hanging things on the wall that I can connect the cameras to. <laughs> yeah, like that. Yep. And then yeah. uh, better lighting. I have shit lighting in that room. But now Super that, easy. you know, Super we're, we're moving into the nicer weather. So I'm actually hoping I can convince some clients to maybe, you know, take the mat outside and let's yep. go do stretching out there. And you already have a tripod, right? Yeah. Yeah. I've got a couple. Yeah. Oh, all, all completely easily solved issues. Not even, yeah. dude, not even a concern. The other thing is if you're just shooting like a quick, you know, thing with your phone, like mm -hmm. it's a minute. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it would be different. So like when the kids go away to daycare, daycare, that's it. When they go away to daycare, can your husband just like shoot a couple videos for you? Yeah, he could. Then well, you got to you got to be each other's camera people. So so yeah. I live in Austin, and I'll give you a quick example where students are sometimes confusing to me. There's somebody in Austin. I'll teach a class in person. The students will go, oh, but like, you know, I don't have a camera, and I'm like, I do. I got four of them. Why don't you come over? I'll shoot some video. And they're like, oh, I don't. <laughs> I don't want to be on a camera. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, because because they act like the issue is you know, I don't have the equipment. And it's like, no, the issue is you lack resourcefulness. There isn't a massage therapist in Austin right now that if they contacted me, I would be unwilling to just shoot some video for them for free and do some editing, right. by the way. Yeah. Now, I, I'll notoriously be called an asshole, and it's like, no, you guys are just slow on the uptake. Like, I'm here trying to build a business and I don't have time to just mess around. Like yeah. you gave me some stuff. Now, now you give me better graphics, by the way, but I just wanted to make a video for you so you could see what the process actually looked like. Yeah. And you go, Oh shit, that looks better. Yeah. <laughs> but I can do that again and again and again and again. Like we're getting to the point where, like I said, Kristen, she's getting frustrated if she only has one camera angle now. And I go, good. <laughs> Yeah, you're gonna get frustrated. Uh, and I, I totally, I totally feel that because only having like one camera set up in the corner, and you know, I'm, I'm constantly like while I'm working on my client, I'm also you know trying to keep my eye on the camera and see if what I'm doing is coming across in that video, or you know, then if it's not like looking right, then I'm you know changing where the tripod is at and changing practice. the camera angle. It's, it's a pain in the butt. <laughs> you get better with practice. The other thing is it'll go much faster if you get your husband to just be the videographer. Yeah. If you can, if you can get movement, like I'm talking to Kristen and Andrea, we're trying to take the time and size jam online and I know they don't fully get it. Yeah. I'm like, guys, you're teaching, you're on camera. Guess who your cameraman is. Now guess whose videos look better they're not only running four camera angles with anatomy on screen and wireless audio, they've got me getting movement. Yeah. They don't, they don't understand yet what's going to happen because it looks so crisp, so clear, so clean. They just look like rock stars. Nice. Yeah. And, and for doing something like that, where he's doing the recording, we definitely will have to be, you know, outside or finding another space. Because there's no way <laughs> he can be moving around me yeah. while I'm trying to work in. I think my room is like eight by 11. Yeah. It's, it's tiny. Yeah. So 
You said you, you're getting a second iPhone, right? I'm getting a second iPhone. So with And what was the, the reason business, for that purchase? So with the business growing, I've always used my personal phone as my business phone. Yeah. And with the way the business is growing and now with him uh, joining, I want to separate my personal from my business. So second iPhone for me, the iPhone I currently have becomes the business phone okay. and I get to separate that. Yeah. And I have two phones now that I can use to shoot two, video. You have two cameras. Two cameras. The line between personal and professional continues to break down. You have one camera mounted way up yeah. Eagle's Nest view down. <laughs> then you have another that's on a tripod very low from a separate angle. You go press yeah. record, press record, you work on somebody for 15 minutes and you turn it off. Yeah. Then you pass the footage on to me and I'm the one who helps you with the post-production and a little bit of editing. Perfect. The students think it's complex. It's not. If, if students regularly gave me like you know, little 15 minute chunks, I go mm -hmm. clip, 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 yeah. video, clip, 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 video. And you're like some of the same footage. And I go, yeah, we can produce three or four videos just from that 15 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And the thing is, most therapists don't produce any video at all. If the therapist really understood what video production did to their practices, there would yeah. be no hesitation. For sure. If they, if they really understood. But you got to do it to, to see it. It's always been amazing. Yeah. Kristen was one of the first. She's like, oh, my God, people are, like, signing up for sessions. And I'm like, you're making video. <laughs> She's like, I'm like, Kristen, if you show people what you do, people want to purchase it. Yes. <laughs> and, and for me, that that's huge because not having that, and I think Kristen even said this in a thing where she's like, clients could see what she was doing in video, they could hear what she was saying, but until they had that experience, they really didn't know what yeah. she was doing. And that's, I think, huge, getting people to see it, and then they experience it and they understand what they're seeing, yeah. and then they can share that with you know, their two buddies and their two buddies share that with their four buddies or, you know, whatever. It's getting people to experience it. Yeah. The closest you're going to, the closest you're going to get is like a salt bay. It's like that guy making video. They can't feel it. That was what Kristen told me. She's like, yeah. And I go, yeah, the, the thing is I can't mass produce body work, but I can mass produce video. And it's not getting every client, it's getting enough. Every time I felt like a failure, I'd sit back and go, Robert, are your clients happy? Yes. Are your students happy? Yes. Are your bills getting paid? Yes. Then you're doing better than 99% of the people on earth. Now make it better. Yeah. Continue growing, developing, evolving. And that's what I've continued to do. Yep. And, and I've been watching, I mean, I know you've been doing this for a really long time, but I've been watching for the last three years and really seeing those big changes happening. And I'm loving it. I think that really helped encourage me to finally just say, I need to do this. I need to do it now. I need to quit waiting for the right time or the right words or whatever 
I was using to hold myself back. Yeah. It's absolutely it's, like that. Yeah. It's, I just had to jump. The difference is, and I don't mean to, to mock students or mock therapists, this isn't even specific to our industry. There's a notion of the early adopter. The early adopter is uh, 15 to 18% of the marketplace. You have to, you have to draw the early adopters. Mat-based work is weird. It's like, it doesn't make, it's less than 1% of the marketplace. It doesn't exist. Like facilities, very well-known corporate chains have contacted me for training. And I kind of go, hold on. You don't know what you're getting into. And they're like, we want it on a table. And I'm like, yes, you have absolutely no idea what you're fucking with right now. You have no idea what you want. And they're like, we know exactly what we want. We're a very successful table-based business, I am aware. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't understand what I teach at all. Like, I'm always amazed when people hire me for an in-person training and they're like, this guy's an asshole. And I'm like, did you not watch any of my video? <laughs> Every video is like, asshole, 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 asshole. This, this is not just education. This is a warning. <laughs> like, when they get me and they're like, he doesn't... He doesn't follow the rules. And I'm like, yes, but I don't break the law. There's a difference. Yep. And I think uh, that's kind of one of the things that I am known for in this town as well. I don't follow the crowd. I don't do what everybody else is doing. And that already helps play into my, oh, well, look at her doing this weird massage thing now. (laughs) Well, so a quick example, and I don't want to bring up the, the educator or school owner. I had some school owners mock me recently and it was, it was kind of like, hey, guys, I can use my cameras and stream into your school. And they're like, well, I mean, that's very nice, Robert, but that doesn't really fit what we're trying to do in core curriculum. We have certain things that we need to cover and, you know, whatever. And then this lady was like, well, Robert, I invited you to my school and you just brushed me off. And I'm like, because I paid an extremely minuscule amount of rent because of this young lady right here at a facility that allowed me complete control over my class and didn't harass me yeah. because I was going to film it. So why yeah. am I going to pay you 50%? Now, I didn't want to say that. Yeah. But it's like, it, it doesn't make any financial sense for me. Like, okay, the, the amazing exposure your school is going to give me? Like, I've got this thing oh. called the internet. It gives me global <laughs> exposure and people from Latvia are subscribing to my subscription service. Like, yeah. what, you know, anyway. So I forget how I got on that. Businesses, uh. building... I don't remember. Classes, information, school owners, like, oh yeah. So facilities contacting me because they want like specific kinds of training or things. It always kind of blows me away. They're not really, I don't know, from my YouTube channel perspective, the YouTube channel is probably the biggest vault of video. There's more there than anywhere else. And it's amazing to me that people don't go, oh, he's got a thousand videos to watch. Like, like they still wonder why I do that. And I go, because it advertises me to a global marketplace? Yeah. Like, what? Anyway. I love the vault. Like, I'll, I'll be like, oh, I've got this client that's coming in that has this specific issue. And I'm not quite sure how I want to work with them. So I will go jump in the vault and I'll scroll through looking at, you know, the titles. Like, oh. That, that sounds like that's one that'll help me. And I will sit there and I will watch it. Now I don't get to practice it as I'm watching it, but I 
do that envisioning thing like they tell basketball players to do. Envision that you're, you know, throwing the basketball to the basket and it goes in the hoop, you know. So I do that. I do the, the visioning portion while I'm watching. And then I take that and use it real time with my client. Do I always do it the same way? No. Did I remember all of the things that happened? No. But I have that, that base that then I build on when I'm actually working on them on the table. So I love the vault for, you know, doing that kind of quick little now research. Vault videos or four camera angles and anatomy on screen. Which I think it once, definitely helps. Once I build I know a reference of, course, dude, people listen. Like I'm, I'm generating, I don't, I'm, I feel like a programmer some days. I'm generating HTML code. They go, show me infraspinatus. Whoop, here's the anatomy. Here's the video. Here's how to work it from four different positions. Yeah. Once that stuff, once you've got a map of the human body and they're just clicking, oh, things will change. Because the intro tie and table tie was a good way to get started. Mm-hmm. But they're like, how do I do spot work? And I'm like, oh my God. Like, yeah. if I give them bulk, <laughs> they want specific. If I give them specific, they want bulk. It's interesting. I find that, like, with the table work, because I've been doing it so long, I don't really have to think about what I'm doing. But I do like having the sequence when I'm I'm on the table, that, that flow, the dance. When I'm on the mat, I don't want a sequence. I don't want the flow. I want... I want to find what's bothering them and start going after the areas that are contributing to what's bothering them. And you can't really do that with sequence or flow. Like you can, like, I feel like we do when we're on the table with the oil and whatnot, we have a sequence and we just kind of run through that, but it's, it's so totally different. And I like that with the mat, I'm just actually going after the issue in the surrounding areas general to specific and specific to general yeah what what i decided to do when i started the subscription is i'm like do both and i went robert that's going to take 10 years and i'm like yes now get to work yeah i mean there's 600 hours there now and now we're recording from four camera angles simultaneously i'm like the new videos are so good i'm like they're not even going to watch it. I'm like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if they don't watch the old stuff. Just keep making the shit better. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we're teaching interactively live. If, if you, man, if you'd have taken me and told me that I'd be teaching online the way we are, I, I wouldn't have believed you. So uh, let's go ahead and close up. Your your website is right below you, mattmagic.com. Uh, any parting words? Uh, you want them to follow you on social media there? Yeah, totally follow me on Instagram. That's where I post the most these days. Facebook's kind of a afterthought as far as my social media postings. I do plan to be a little bit more active, uh, hopefully over these next few weeks there with my like actually me being on Instagram, little videos here and there that's showing, you know, who I am, what I'm doing, bringing in my partner and, you know, maybe seeing some stuff that we do with the kids because obviously we, we massage our kids. Sure. Yeah. <clears throat> your, your social media branding is you. So thank you guys so much for tuning in to the podcast. I appreciate you, Jennifer, coming in and uh, chatting with me again, Pre- preferably if, if we're, if we're lucky in audio and video this time. 
thanks for having me. You're welcome. Uh, you guys have a great day. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I'll be bringing very more of the podcast to you very, very soon.